and welcome to another episode of Convancing Coffee Break with me, Mandy Brown, and Richard Snape. Hello. Hi, Richard. Today, I understand we're going to be talking about the Law Society's practice note on professional undertakings after the Harkus Sinclair case. Now, for those people that have been regularly listening to our podcast, may remember that back in September 2021, we actually did a podcast on the Parkus Sinclair versus your lawyers case. Richard, can you remind us the definition of undertakings to start with? Yeah, yeah. We perhaps just mentioned it. We're um, sort of revisiting it because uh, Harker Sinclair was actually from July of 2021 and based on a court of appeal decision from 2019. But finally, it's got massive consequences for, for conveyancing. But uh, finally, a year on, the Law Society produced this practice note on July the 21st, uh, 2022, which is why we're sort of revisiting it. Yeah, one of the things they mention and remind you of in the practice note, which is uh, not just about the consequences of Harker Sinclair, which perhaps we'll come back to, is what the definition of, uh, of an undertaking is from the SRA glossary. Uh, don't usually quote in podcasts, it's not what they're about, but a sort of paraphrase quote. Uh, it's an undertaking as a statement given orally or in writing, whether or not it includes the word undertake or undertaking to someone who reasonably places reliance on it, that you or a third party will do something or cause something to be done or refrain from doing something. That's the definition. Do you want me to sort of just explain a little further? I'm sure a lot of people who are listening in will be more than familiar with the area, but would you like that? I think that might be helpful. Yeah, well, as you may appreciate, it doesn't have to be in writing. It can be verbal, but it's obviously evidential issues if it is verbal as to who said what. And it's uh, quite commonplace knowledge. It doesn't have to be called an undertaking. I can think of one disciplinary case where they just said, we'll get the documents to you by the end of the week. And that was an undertaking which was breached. We'll use our best endeavours means that you will actually use your best endeavours to, to do something. So they can be far reaching and with uh, major consequences if you breach them. So what are the remedies if a solicitor breaches an undertaking? Uh, yeah, well, it's not just solicitors, some of them. I mean, firstly, I mean, if the undertaking constitutes a, a contract and it's got adequate consideration or it's by deed, you could be sued in damages for the breach of contract or you could have a court order specific performance requiring you to, to perform the uh, undertaking at the discretion of the court. You could also be disciplined uh, for misconduct by your professional body, yeah. here the, the SRA or the Solicitor's Disciplinary Tribunal. But if you're a solicitor as opposed to perhaps a licensed conveyance or silex, then you are an officer of the court. I mean, Section 50 of the Solicitors Act 1974, you're an officer of the court, and the High Court's got a supervisory jurisdiction over solicitors. They can require you to, to fulfil the undertaking. If you don't, you'll be in contempt of court with fairly disastrous consequences for your career. So those are the basic remedies available. Can you refresh our memories on the case of last year? I've got to say that Harkis Sinclair and your lawyers, Harkis Sinclair NLP and your lawyers limited, didn't come completely out of the blue. As I mentioned a year ago, there was a court of appeal case in 2019. Not much happened in the courts in large parts of 2020 because of COVID. But the discussion has, goes back best part of 20 years as to you know, the consequences. I won't go into the detailed facts. It wasn't actually a conveyancing case. It was about litigation against Volkswagen Group for mis-selling and diesel emissions and misrepresenting. But uh, the two of them, Harker Sinclair and your lawyers, and entered into what's called an undertaking to 
uh, cooperate and share information with one, one another and not uh, share information with somebody else. And Harker Sinclair breached that agreement. And suddenly all lawyers wanted the court to require uh, performance of the undertaking. As it happens, the Supreme Court said it wasn't actually an undertaking. An undertaking is not something you know to do with your business between two of you. It's something to do with your clients or the other party's clients. But they then made an important obiter statement. Would you like to know what obiter means as a non-lawyer? As a non-lawyer, I'd definitely like to know. It takes me back. It was my first week or two of a law degree. One of those things you do at the very beginning and then forget. Um, but uh, no, I've come across it enough times. It was, um, it's, it's persuasive. It's not to do with the actual decision and it's not a precedent. But I don't think being the Supreme Court, anybody would think other than it's uh, going to be followed. But what they basically said is that... Um, solicitors might be subject to a supervisory jurisdiction through the court, as might unincorporated partnerships, the partners or individual solicitors. And if you're a limited company or an LLP, you're a completely separate entity. It's not a solicitor as such, and therefore they're not subject to the supervisory jurisdiction. So if the LLP or the limited company is the one who's given the undertaking, you've still got the other remedies, which is important, but uh, you can't be threatened with um, going off to court to, to perform the undertaking. And that's the thing that sort of got people up in arms. Also, it's not a conveyancing case, but conveyancing relies on undertakings more than any other area of law, in my knowledge. So what has the Law Society now said should be done as a consequence of Harper well, Sinclair? Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with all of it, but perhaps I shouldn't say that. They said, firstly, the, 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 the practice note is not just about Harker Sinclair. Harker Sinclair is actually buried somewhere within it, and a lot of it's just going through you know, what can and cannot be an undertaking and what we should do about it more generally. But, uh, I mean, one of the problems I've come across is um, lots of... Uh, Solicitors and courses I've been doing have been telling me that uh, they've required are being required by the other side's uh, solicitor to or try to require them to enter into personal undertakings. So they'd be personally liable. The Law Society says that uh, it's a strange way of actually expressing it. They firstly said that uh, you cannot, there's nothing that requires you, no regulatory obligation requires you to enter into a personal undertaking vis-a-vis, -vis, you know, regardless of pressure from you know, your employer or from a third party or from the client, you're not obliged to enter into an undertaking personally. And they do not recommend giving a personal undertaking. I prefer the words, we would recommend that they don't give a personal undertaking, but that's not the way they expressed it. So that was the first thing, you know, individual solicitors shouldn't be giving personal undertakings. Well, they then discussed is the you know the receiving of the undertakings where does this put the person you know who's trying to obtain the undertaking if you like if they are no worth if given by llps or limited companies they seem to contradict themselves a bit then they, they seem said that uh, managers and uh, members of llps and limited companies might be under a professional obligation to see that the undertakings are performed and you should check and check your insurance, you know, PII insurance as a consequence. They also said that uh, you should ensure that your clients, I'm not sure this is um, feasible in domestic conveyancing, but you should ensure that your clients realise that the undertakings might not be able to be performed and you should put something in your terms of business to that extent. You know, we can't 
trip off the court because we've got an undertaking from an LLP. And also you should consider, and this isn't really, again, too feasible with all the standard undertakings you get in conveyancy, but you could should consider making the undertaking contractual. So you've got contractual remedies like potential specific performance, which means you have to add some additional consideration for giving the undertaking or it has to be by deed. I'm not necessarily sure that that applies too well in relation to conveyancing. And finally, Richard, and, and we're amongst friends here, what are your thoughts on the matter? I think it's been overblown quite a bit, I must say. And I do know a lot of firms who are considered very good firms who are not overly concerned about Harker Sinclair. It basically puts, uh, and let, there's obviously the scope potential legislation, uh, but it basically puts um, LLPs and limited company solicitor practices, as opposed to unincorporated partnerships or sole practitioners or individual solicitors, in the same situation as licensed conveyancing practices or silex practices nowadays. Now, you've still got the other remedies. Most notably, it's it's a potential misconduct disciplinary matter, which is a big, big threat. And you could potentially make a, a contractual obligation actionable so it's pretty much the same as licensed conveyances and i say silex and likes i mean the other thing is it, it's not come completely out of the blue it's not so completely new it's been talked about for a long long time this i mean limited company solicitors practices goes back to so the Administration of Justice Act of 1985 and LLPs, which are the norm now, go back to the Limited Liability Partnership Act of year 2000. It's um, something we've suspected for a long, long time and lived with. But uh, it obviously has knock-on implications uh, for the solicitors. I wish they'd changed the TA13 completion information forms a little bit as well, actually. But that's an aside that we'll... I think that's all. Well, thank you very much once again, Richard. Until oh, next time. Pleasure. My pleasure. You have been listening to another episode of Convincing Coffee Break, the only podcast for busy convincing professionals, brought to you by Lawshore Insurance, the UK's leading provider of title insurance. For more information on our free conferences, go to www.lawshoreinsurance.co.uk where you can download recent conference recordings.